Good morning, everybody. Great to see you here. Happy New Year. It's a good thing to celebrate the New Year, but we're glad that you could join us today. Podcasters, Happy New Year and welcome to you as well. So as we close out the holiday season, most of us are back at work, back at school, or it's going to happen tomorrow. Um, sorry, Rachel. Yeah, And we return to real life uh, in a new decade. I was telling Brian, I'm going to date myself, but back in the 80s, whenever I was in high school, talking about there's no way that... 2000s ever going to get here. I mean, the Russians are going to blow us up or Jesus is going to come back and here we are still still here. Uh, but in this uh, new year and in the new decade, we we hope that you have some hope. Jesus is Lord and you are his. You belong to him. And his word says that he will never walk out on you. He'll never leave you. That is a powerful truth and something that we can cling to and have hope in. For those of you that uh, haven't been with us before or for those of you that just tend to forget week to week, uh, we do have some goals in next that we aim for every Sunday. We want to encourage you in life and in your walk with God because sometimes life is hard and uh, we, we need some encouragement sometimes. We also want to inspire you to do great things, because sometimes life can just be a bit of a grind, and we get locked into our silos and just trying to grind it out, but we need to remember that we were made for great things, and we want to inspire you to do that. We also want to challenge you to get better, because all of us can get better somewhere at something, and we also want to motivate you to make the changes required to get better, because getting better is probably going to require us to do some things differently, and getting better takes effort, and we want to motivate you in that regard. And if we can just hit one of those four goals on any given Sunday here and next, then we consider it a success. Sometimes we're able to do that more than one, but if, if the people that are here, those of you that join us on the podcast can, can receive some encouragement or inspiration or be challenged or motivated, then we consider our time together and next a success. Speaking of goals, I want to do a couple of things today. Some of y'all knew this was coming because you've been with me for a while, but um, I want to do a couple of things today. First, in light of New Year's resolutions and commitments, how many of you have, how many of you made some? How many of you made some New Year's resolutions? I love it, and uh, and goals and aspirations. I want to share some thoughts with you about f- just focusing your efforts at getting better. In 2020. So regardless of whether you're a resolution person in the new year, or if you're one of those people that you set goals periodically throughout the year and you're very systematic, or if you don't ever set goals, you really need to listen today, but um, you should be doing something to get better. And uh, what we want to do today will help you with that and help you to focus your efforts. And then at the end of our time today, uh, if the slides are working, we had a technical issue that starts with the and ends with Eric. So, um, Toward the end of our time today, we want to we want to share with you something that I'm choosing to engage this year, and it might be helpful to you. Probably take about five minutes. So, I want to give you some background, though. And some of you have heard me talk about this before, 
but back in August of this past year, Aaron Duran suggested a podcast to me. And I've always got my radar up for books and podcasts and preachers and, and just looking for material and looking for things to encourage me, inspire me, challenge me, motivate me. And uh, he recommended the Excel Still More podcast by Chris Emerson to me. Chris Emerson is the pastor of Lindale Church of Christ in Lindale, Texas. Had to go to Google Maps for this one, but it's about halfway between Dallas and Shreveport on I-20, just a little bit north of I-20, halfway between Shreveport and Dallas. And it's an excellent podcast. Um, Y'all have heard me say it before. I highly recommend it, and uh, I I really do. It's... um, It's excellent stuff. He started the podcast last year in January of 2019, and he puts out two episodes a week on Tuesday and on Thursday, and each episode is about 20 minutes. So it's not going to be, you know, three hours or whatever, just a 20-minute long thought. And it's all about getting better at life, very practical lessons on improving your walk with God, improving your relationships, improving yourself. And in February of 2019, uh, Chris introduced something that he calls the four F's in an episode called Fourfold Excellence. And I want to share that with you today. Most of the material that you'll hear today comes from that podcast. And not only is it good practical stuff, but you need, you really need to get these four F's so that what I'm going to share with you later makes sense. So kind of a dual purpose here. Maybe it's obvious from the title, Fourfold Excellence, but Chris said uh, at the beginning of last year, there were four areas that he really wanted to improve on in 2019, four areas that he really wanted to focus on, and I like them. I like them a lot. They they remind me of that verse in Luke chapter 2, verse 52, that you've heard me mention quite a bit lately, where it says, and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and with man, and that's that's a good strategy for overall health, balance, growth, and development. You want to know where to focus your efforts at improvement and getting better. You want to know where to to pull from if you want to set some New Year's resolutions. Well, do what Jesus did and follow his pattern because the scripture says that he, first of all, grew in wisdom. So that's mental development. And then it says that he grew in stature. And that could be physical development, but it could also mean like character, like his stature and standing with people. It also says that he grew in favor with God, so there's the spiritual component. And then it says that he grew in favor with man, and that's the relational component of life. And that's a good pattern, and Chris Emerson's approach to the four F's encompasses all of those. And, and here they are. I'm going to go ahead and give them to you, and we'll, we'll break them down. But the, the four F's that he focused on are faith, friendships, finances, and fitness. So faith, that's, the, that's your relationship with God. That's the spiritual side of who you are. And I like that. That's a, that's a good goal to have, I think. I, I want to grow in my faith. I don't know about you, but I want my faith to grow. I want to depend on him more. I want to have a better grasp on some things. And to be honest, I want to let go, do a better job of letting go of some other things. And I want to see my faith grow in measurable ways and very real and practical ways that might mean uh, more meaningful prayer time. Uh, It might mean a a longer prayer time. It might mean an earlier or a later prayer time. It might mean better Bible study, more focused and directed Bible study. It might mean greater service, a, a different type of service in the kingdom than what I'm already doing, something new. Or it might mean more excellence in what I'm already doing. But I want to grow in my faith. 
And then the next F, so the first one is faith, the second one is friendship. So that's our relationships with others. And, and I'd like to see my relationships get better. I think every relationship that I have has room to get better. I'd, I'd like for my marriage to be stronger and be a better husband. I'd like to be a better dad to things one, two, and three. I, I, would, I want to be closer to the, to the guys that are in my inner circle. And I want to add more value to the lives of the people that I care about. I want my relationships, my friendships to get better. And then finances. Well, that's another big one, right? We, we make all kinds of New Year's resolutions about finances. Uh, and Miss, Miss Cooper and I, we've done okay, um, but there are a lot of areas where I could do better. Uh, I, could, I could get a better handle on where the money goes. I could be less impulsive with spending money. I could be more disciplined in how we save. I could set aside more to give. And to be honest, there's... There's more to give, especially if I tighten up in other areas. Amen? And I could do a better job of telling my money where to go, so at the end of the month, I'm not wondering where it went, right? And then the fourth one, fitness. Oh, boy. We really going to go there? Yes, we are. Now, fitness for me, usually, whenever I think of fitness, I think the same thing most people think, diet and exercise. But uh, there's more to it than that. We're talking mental, emotional, and physical self-care here. So what am I putting into my body? Yes. And, and how much am I moving? And, and what's my weight doing? Those are important. But also, what am I putting into my mind? How am I feeding my brain and my heart? How am I feeding my spirit? What's the, what's the general trend, Kara, of my thought life? This is, this is a part of fitness. So look, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to keep my mind and my body capable of being able to do certain things. Uh, this past December, I celebrated 46 years of continuous breathing. Yes, thank you. Applause, applause is, is due and in order. Yeah, thank you. But, you know, I, I still have kids to raise. And, and I, I, still have, I still have some things that I want to do. And I can't afford to just let it all go and get achy and, and tight and the weight goes up and the energy goes down. I'm not into it. I'm not a fan. I would rather be able to move and do stuff, Kelton, for as long as I can. And I want my mind to stay sharp and fresh as well. And I want my moods to be positive and, and have a hopeful outlook. That's all part of fitness. So there you have it. That's the four Fs. That's faith, friendships, finances, and fitness. Four areas where you can focus your energies at getting better in 2020. So that's it. Now you can go home. Now, hold up. <laughs> Y'all know I'm not letting you off that easy. Because I got, I got a question for you. I actually have two questions for you. Um, of those four... Faith, friendships, finances, and fitness. Of those four, which one is going the best for you right now? Don't shout it out loud. Just to yourself. Which one of those is going the best for you right now? And which one is going the worst? If, if I came in and, and sat down with you and, and it was just you and me and, and we were having a very transparent conversation and, and, and I said, okay, which of, these, which of these four are you really seeing growth in? I mean, you're, you're applying yourself. You've noticed some changes. 
over time, you know that you're not doing things the same way that you used to do them. You're not struggling with some of the things that you used to struggle with in this area. I mean, you're just, you're just killing it. Well, which one would it be? Which of the four would be the one where you're having the most success? Kind of get that in your brain. Let it sit there. And then, where are you having the most trouble, honestly? Where, where are you struggling the most? Which one bothers you the most? Which of those words is the most cringe-inducing? Uh, your area of greatest struggle. Which one would you say, look, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not just not hanging in there, <laughs> but I dropped that back in 2003 and haven't tried it since. Exercise free since 2003. Where are the cheeseburgers at? Bring it on. Uh, think about it. Where, where's your area of greatest success, your area of greatest struggle? Now, I'm going to make a bit of an assumption here, and most of us are familiar with what the conventional wisdom says about doing that, but since you're all here at church on the first Sunday in a new year, and you're here in next, maybe you're listening to the podcast sometime later, but I'm thinking most of you that are hearing me right now are thinking, "Mm, probably faith is the area where I'm doing the best. Um, I mean, I'm committed to God, I, I get myself to church, I get my family to church, I, I try to pray and, and read my Bible during the week, I pay my tithes, sometimes I even give in special offerings, I, I think about God and try to consider his will and scripture whenever I make decisions, I try to live biblically, maybe you're even doing some other things to serve in the kingdom, and maybe on the other end, uh, the the not so good side maybe it's fitness you know I, Jason I haven't I haven't exercised at all I don't remember the last time I did anything related to exercise I get up I go to work I come home I veg out I get up the next day and I repeat and I pass by a Taco Bell and it's like I black out for thirty minutes and I wake up and there's wrappers all over the car and there's hot sauce packets scattered everywhere I mean I just I don't know what happens. But maybe that's not you. Maybe that's not you. Maybe you. Maybe yours is different. Maybe whenever it comes to faith and fitness, you're kind of like, eh, uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I'm kind of hanging in there, doing doing whatever. I'm plugging along. But whenever it comes to friendships, oh, now friendships, that's my jam. That's my jam. I I know people. And I, I, I know a lot of people. I connect a lot of people. I get energized by being around people. I add value to them. They add value to me. It's a reciprocal relationship. But finances, <laughs> come on, man. I mean, I know that there's money coming in, and I know that there's money going out. I know that the bank sends me these folded up pieces of paper a few times a month about stuff, but, I mean, like, there's no plan. There's no strategy. We're just kind of winging it and hoping for the best, you know, and so far the, nobody's taking anything from us. But, I mean, that's about the way it goes. And may, you might be some other combination. We're having a little fun here. But whatever the case, whatever your best thing and whatever your, your most worser thing might be, here's the big punchline. Y'all ready? For those of you taking notes, this, this is it right here. Here's the big punchline. If you're great at any one of these, you can be great at all of them. If you're having success and experiencing growth in any one of these areas, you can have success and grow in all of them. Y'all believe that? Watch me. 
if you're being successful and you're growing and getting better, then that means that there are things that you are doing There's, that from the inside out. There are choices that you have made and are making a commitment level in you, a, a pushing that are pushing you in that direction, and you're seeing results. The point is, that's there. That's, that's you. That's, that's in you. That's a, that's a part of you. You are doing that. And just because you're only pointing it in one direction doesn't mean that you can't point it in every direction or in other directions and experience growth and success in other areas. I'm going to show it to you. I want to talk to you about five actions that allow growth. Five actions that allow growth. And, and we're going to, as we go through these five, we're going to apply it to the, the area of faith, the, the first of the four Fs there, because I feel like that's the one most familiar to us and, and the most common among us. So if I, if I want to grow my faith, if I want to get better in my faith, then there are five things that I've done to make that happen. If I'm seeing growth and improvement in that area, if I'm strong in that area, there are some things that I've done, some actions that I've taken. And the first one is this. I've committed to care. I've committed to care. I decided faith matters. I want to know God better. I want to experience his voice. Experience, there you go. I want to experience more of his voice in my life. I want to get in the book. I, I, I want to participate in worship. I want to serve in the kingdom. It's care that drives those decisions to do those things. And when those things matter to me, then I naturally do things that reflect my decision to care. Does that make sense? So the first thing that I've done to have, exp or have growth in an area is I, I committed to care. The second thing is I decided on a direction. This is church talk for vision, right? I decided on a direction. I need a clear direction. When I decide intentionally what greater faith looks like, then now I have a direction to travel in. I've got a target to aim at. So I might say that, that greater faith looks like when I stop worrying about this so much, and I give control of that over to God. Or I might say when I start concerning myself with that a little more and being less passive and more active, or when I start reading the Word consistently every day, or when I start praying consistently every day, then that's what greater faith looks like. Now I have a direction. Now I have a target. When I care, and then I couple that with direction, then I've got the useful beginnings of a journey toward improvement in that area. So I committed to care. I decided on a direction. Here's the third one. I probably pursued an education, formally or informally. When I decided that I care and I see where I want to go, then I have to understand that I'm not there yet for a reason. <laughs> okay, this, I'm not there yet. Well, why not? And, and usually that reason is that I'm undereducated. Now, True, it may be that I, I'm not applying what I already know, but it might just be that I don't know how to make this difference happen. So maybe what I need is an education. So in our area of faith that we're talking about, maybe I just need to open the New Testament every day and read one chapter and write down one thing that I read in that chapter that Jesus is saying about me or about faith. 
Maybe I need to read that chapter in more than one translation so I can make sure that I've got a really good understanding of what it's saying. Maybe I need to listen to a podcast or a sermon other than just what I hear on a Sunday or a Wednesday. Or maybe I, maybe I need to go on the internet and read some articles or order a book, you know, and, and read a book. Let me get out there and figure out a way to make my faith change, and then I can start applying what I learned. So maybe I need an education, pursue an education. The fourth thing is I valued personal discipline. Thank you, Nathan. You're killing it. Appreciate it. I valued personal discipline. I'm thinking, yeah, I, I know that this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard. I'm not sitting here going, okay, well, I, I, I decided to care about my faith, and I know what better faith looks like, so now I have a direction, and then I read that one book on faith like three months ago, so now I'm just sitting around waiting on it to happen to me. Well, y'all know it doesn't work that way. No way, Jose. It doesn't happen. Because if it was, if it was going to be easy, then it would have happened already. <laughs> right? Personal discipline is a part of this, and I accept that part, which is my part, in getting better is going to be hard work. And in a weird way, I'm kind of excited about the fact that it's going to be hard because the harder it is and the more devoted I am to push through that, then the greater change I'm going to see happen. The more, the more it's going to affect a difference in my life. Sometimes, guys, you just have to do hard things. Now, there are two prongs to this idea of, of personal discipline. Um, the first one is, I know I'm going to have to do some things that I haven't been doing. I know that. It's going to be hard to get up 30 minutes earlier than what I have been so I have time to read my Bible or pray or write in my journal. But I'm going to embrace that discipline. I know this is going to be hard. It's going to be a hard thing, but I'm going to do it. Because I care, and I've got a direction. I know what I want it to look like. I've educated myself. So the first one is, I know I'm going to have to just do some things that I haven't been doing. And the second one, I'm, I'm prob this is the other prong to self-discipline. I'm going to have to put off some gratification and just say no to some things. Just say, you know what, that, that's, that's not a part of my life anymore. It can't be. And just accepting it. Now, that's not going to be easy, especially if it's been holding my faith back before, especially if I've gotten comfortable with it. It makes it hard, but I'm going to embrace that. I'm going to embrace that. And then number five, I've embraced a community. I've embraced a community. When my faith is growing, I'm surrounded by others who value the same thing. Thank you, Jesus, for Grace Church. Thank you, Jesus, for next. Thank you, Jesus, for the praise team that I'm involved in. Thank you, Jesus, for the friends that I have here. Because we value the same things. That, guys, that inner circle stuff, those people that are closest to you and they speak into your life, that matters like big time. Right? The, the, help me out, BT, you might remember. I don't know if it was Covey or Maxwell, but you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So that inner circle matters a lot. I get with people that value faith the same way that I do. I talk to guys who read and think about Scripture. 
I fellowship with other believers. I seek out relationships with, with mentors that have strong faith. Maybe even I stop spending as much time with certain people that influence me in a way that isn't consistent with the direction and trajectory that I want to take for my life. So let's recap. When my faith is strong, I'm committed to care. I decided on a clear direction and a goal. I pursued an education on the topic. I valued personal discipline and owned my part of the process. And I surrounded myself with a community that can help me and support me. And chances are, if your faith is growing, then you've done the same things. Now, you might not have called them that. You might not have said, oh, well, these five actions that lead to growth. You might not have called it that. You may not have even consciously thought about it. But in some way or another, you, you did those things. You did those things if your faith is strong. Now, conversely, if your faith is weak, well, <laughs> here you go. There's some things that you can do. If you're not growing, then you probably need to consider one or more of these five things and where you need to make a change. Now, here's the point. So profound. Y'all buckle your seatbelts on this one. If I'm able to do those five things, I'm able to do those five things. I told you it's going to get deep. If I'm able to do that, then I can do that. If I can do that with faith, then I can do it with other areas too. I can push that ability that's given me success in one area into another area. I can apply these same five actions that made my faith strong to my friendships and be more compassionate and be more reliable and do more good works for the people that I care about. I can take those five actions and apply them to my finances. I can say, all right, you know what? I really do care if there's money in the bank. That's something that I've just, I'm going to care about. And I do care if I'm able to help others. And I can see what better finances would look like at the end of 2020. And I've been doing a little reading, and I've been talking to some people, and I've done some Dave Ramsey stuff. And I know it's going to be hard, but you know what? I, I don't care about that. In fact, I hope it is hard. I hope it is hard. Because if it's hard, then that means I'm really doing something. And I'm not doing it on my own because there, there are people around me that have been successful that I'm talking to and they're very supportive in the changes that I'm trying to make. I've been picking their brains and they're giving me great ideas. Y'all see how this works? Y'all see how it works? So practical. And you can apply these five actions to all of it. And make no mistake, all four matter. All four of the F's matter. All of them. Don't be all holier than thou on me and say, well, faith is really the only thing that matters. I mean, I'm not taking my finances to heaven. I'm not taking my fitness to heaven. False. Incorrect. I can take you through Old and New Testament Scripture and show you Scripture that true, consistent faith is amazing at friendships and that God values friendships and that your relationship with God is proven in your relationship with the people that God has put around you. Abraham was a friend of God. Jesus said in John chapter 13, by this, everyone will know that you are my, dis my disciples if you love one another. The proof is in 
your friendships. If you, I, I can show you a direct connection between your finances and your faith. You realize that there are over 50 scriptures between the Old Testament and New Testament that talk about how what you do with your money is reflective of how you view God. How you earn money, how you spend money, how you feel about money, how you give money, those things are directly connected to your relationship with God. Matthew 6, 21 and verse 24 says, For where your treasure, and this is Jesus talking, red letters, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. For no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Well, what about fitness, though? I mean, come on, Coop. It doesn't matter if I lay around on the couch sucking down Cheetos and guzzling Dr. Pepper. I mean, that, that doesn't matter. Binge on Netflix and Bluebell for weeks at a time. God doesn't care about that. that. That doesn't have anything to do with my soul and whether I wind up in heaven or hell. Well, you know, heaven or hell, that's up to God. But hold on just a second, Flash, because Romans 12 says that you've been given a body that you are to present to God as a living sacrifice. And 1 Corinthians 13 says that that same body that you're supposed to present to God as a living sacrifice is the temple of God. And God wants you to use that body that he has given you to exercise the gifts that he has placed in you. So whether those gifts are teaching, singing, building, making stuff, serving, whatever. Last time I checked, guys, I use my body for pretty much everything I do. Pretty much everything I do in the kingdom, I, I mean, it's the only body I got. This is what I use. My mouth, my brain, my hands, my feet, my heart, my lungs, all of that, all of my Christian service is done, for better or worse, in this right here. And if I let my body run out of ability or energy way earlier than it should due to non-discipline and lack of self-care, then frankly, I just this is the way I feel about it. I feel like I'm robbing God of opportunities to use me. Use the body that's meant to be a living sacrifice to him. Oh, dear. Boy, y'all should see the looks that I'm getting right now. Oh, so look, here's what I hope that you got out of this. If you have strength in one, you have the strength in all of them. Might not be your natural tendency, might not have been the crease of your existence over the past however many years, but if you've got strength in one, then you can have strength in another. If you can grow one and make changes in one, then you can grow and make changes in the other. If you can improve one, then you can, and I'm looking at some people today, you have made some incredible changes. Some incredible changes. Then that means you can have success in the others as well. So to that end, uh, let, me, let me share with you quickly. Nate, uh, any luck with those, those pictures? Oh, you are the man. All right, so uh, throw up the first one. I just want to share with you something that uh, I'm engaging in 
uh, next year. And this comes from Chris Emerson, uh, his Excel Still More podcast. He actually decided to put together a three-month journal to go along with that. And it's pretty neat the way that it works. And I, I've just started. Um, I, I ordered it back in uh, November. It took a few weeks for it to come in. I was like, that's going to be my New Year thing. I'm going to start that in the New Year. And so uh, I just want to kind of show you what it is uh, that, that I'm going to engage in. And if you want to get involved in it, you're more than welcome to. Um, but uh, go to the next slide, Nate. I just want to show you how this thing works. It's pretty simple. Uh, so there's that fourfold excellence at the top, and he's got sections for faith, finances, family, and fitness. And basically on this page, what you do is just kind of talk about what went on, what, what you do each day. Like on Monday, if I'm talking about uh, my faith, well, on Monday, I read a, I read a devotion for 20 minutes today. Uh, on Tuesday, maybe I listened to a sermon online uh, that dealt with something that, that's been pressing on me. Uh, on Thursday, I sat and prayed for 20 minutes without looking at my phone or getting distracted somewhere. So, I mean, just real practical stuff. Uh, on, on, on finances, Tuesday, I don't know if y'all can see that, but on the first entry on Tuesday says, I did not buy anything from Amazon on Tuesday. When? One day of the week, I didn't buy anything from Amazon or Cole Hahn. Oh, help me, Jesus. And, uh, <clears throat> Wednesday. Wednesday says, I paid a little bit more on the credit card bill. Well, I mean, that, that's a great thing. Go to the next slide, Nick. And so uh, this is the same thing where he's talking about. So in each one of the, and the, you, this is weekly, right? So weekly, you're kind of reflecting. So the, the first page, first two pages every week are just places for you to write down things that you um, accomplished or wins that you had in each of these four areas. And so then there's friendship and, and fitness. Uh, what family went to a park or I got out for a 30-minute walk this evening or I shot some hoops and tried to stay outside most of the day. So just practical things in each one of those areas. Um, all right, now go to the next page because this is where uh, I think is, is just excellent. So he's got these uh, different entries for each day. And look, that thing's filled up. I'm going to tell you right now, coops ain't going to look like that. I'm going to get a line. Some days I'm going to be doing good to get a word. Uh, you know, some days I might write more depending on what type of time and inspiration that I have. But, uh, you know, for example, uh, where it says yesterday, this is uh, a space for interesting and memorable events that you remember from yesterday, things that happened to you after you closed the journal and uh, that had an effect on you. I love this section. I think this is going to be my favorite, where he says, asking beautiful questions. He's got a whole podcast, about 17 minutes long, on asking beautiful questions. This is where you engage faith. You ask big, beautiful questions. Uh, things like, God, will you heal Dawson from cancer? Now, I mean, we can rejoice about that one because it's been done, but I mean, that's a really big Question. You know, I went up to the hospital yesterday and spent some time with Lori and Johnny and Skylar, and, and she's just really having a, a, a rough time right now, and uh, she's got a, a blood infection, and, and prayed with her. And that was, that was what went in one of my questions, one of my big, beautiful questions. Lord, would you heal Skylar, not just of the sepsis that she's got right now, but the mitochondrial disease and all the other issues that you have, would you, would you heal her? That's a big question, and so this is a place where you where you put that kind of stuff. And then he's got a, a, a place for Bible reading and notes. So you maybe look back over the chapters and write down something that God's saying to you through that chapter in particular. 
um, or uh, suggestions. He says maybe read one chapter a day and look for Jesus in that chapter. Sometimes, Rex, if you're reading the genealogies from Numbers and, and uh, Leviticus, it might be a little hard. So maybe we need to read somewhere else and look for Jesus. But write down things about him. Write about who, who he is and what he does. And uh, go to the next, uh, next slide. I think this is the last one. And then, man, talk about productivity. Just looking at today's schedule. So this is a place where I write down, okay, these are some things that, that I need to get done today. Uh, these, are, these are my priorities. This section, the next section, Eat That Frog. So he's got a whole podcast on that one called Eat That Frog, and it's where you take that one thing. That's, this is eating the frog. There's that one just grimy task that you've just been putting off and you don't want to do it. That's where you write it down. You say, I'm going to eat that frog today. So your frog might vary from day to day, you know. On one day, it might be taking the car in to get the brakes fixed or calling the repair guy for whatever it is that's not working around the house. Or, you know, it, it, it might be uh, an email or a difficult conversation that you need to have. But this is where you write that down and say, this is, I'm going to get this done today. I'm not going to put it off for another three weeks. It's going to happen today. And you start to knock these things out whenever you write it down. You know why? Because whenever you write it down, it becomes real right? And then level three gratitude, a daily highlight. Uh, let me give that one first. Just writing down one thing, maybe two, that is important to you that you're excited about doing. This is going to make today a great day. So I, I did this for today, and my highlight was this. Uh, my highlight was being here and next and teaching this material with you guys. But you write down that one thing that you really look forward to. So it's not, oh, I'm going to eat the frog, but I also get to look forward to doing this. Great reinforcement. Level three gratitude. Things that you're thankful God, uh, thankful to God for and you give glory to God for. But uh, with that, and this is what makes it level three, it's not just that I'm thankful to you for it, but as a result of my gratitude, this is what I'm going to do. So he uses the example, I'm, I'm thankful for my family, and so tonight, because I'm thankful for my family, we're going to sit down and read the Bible for a few minutes together and pray together. That's awesome. And then this last part, man, we need this so much. Affirmations are cool. This is where you write affirming words to yourself. I don't know about y'all, but I hear a lot of negative stuff, not just from outside media sources, but I mean, there's a there's a reason why we've done Mind Monsters twice. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on up here. I, do, I hear a lot of negative stuff from myself, but very rarely do I just affirm myself. And this was great. You know what? Coop, you're going to do a good job today. You're going to impact some lives today. You're going to have a place to be and some people to be with, and they're going to appreciate you for what you do today, whether that's at work, at church, or whatever. You write down some affirmations. So anyway, that's the Excel Still More Journal. If you're interested, you can go to chrisemerson.com. You can look up Excel Still More Journal in Google. It'll pop it up. I think this journal, it's a three-month journal. I don't know if uh, I might just make some copies of some pages or whatever uh, to get me through the year, but there's, it's $17, 17 bucks, okay? Uh, look, 17 bucks, and it has an impact on the first three months of 2020. I, to me, that just seems like a bargain. So if you're interested, you can check it out. If you do, let me know. I'd love to know how it goes, and maybe I could get like a little support group going because I'm going to need some support as I go through this. But anyway, listen, uh, it's been great to be with you today, and I, I believe that 2020 is going to be a great year for us here at Grace Church. 
I hope it's a great year for you personally. Uh, but let's just, uh, before we leave, let's ask God's blessings on our church and on our families and on our personal lives for this upcoming year. Lord, we, we appreciate you so much. I'll pray with me. We appreciate you so much. And you've blessed us so much. And you've poured out on us. You've given us an opportunity to just be here today on a beautiful day and come together and to listen to practical teaching that can impact our lives. And we just say thank you. Lord, I ask for your continued blessings, a blessing on these people. Bless their health. Bless their finances. Bless their families. Lord, bless their faith. I pray that they would grow and experience growth and improvement in all of those areas. Lord, I pray that you're, there, there would just be uh, just an overshadowing of your hand on our lives every day throughout this upcoming year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for being here today.